We've established that I've done something. So how are you? I'm very well. Um, I'm going to hit start in a minute on the live bit. Oh. So what I thought I'd do, what I thought I'd do is I'd play the intro uh-huh. and then mix us up um like before I start recording. How's that sound? Uh okay. Yeah. So how how about I do that? I'm I'm going to mute myself. I'll play the thing and then we'll fade up and we'll just start talking. How about that? Yeah, you love it. Okay, I'm going to do that now then. Okay. <laughs> There you go. Hello. Hello. Ah, 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 hang on. <laughs> Textbook. I need Brilliant. To, I need to switch off the... <laughs> I was like, while I was waiting for you, I thought, oh, well, I'll follow the link. I'll switch on Mixler so I can see what people are saying, if they're saying anything uh, in the unlikely event yeah. that anyone actually listens on this first uh, almost uh, without warning uh, uh, occasion. And um, and then we had that Doppler effect that was very, very weird. And did we you enjoy that, did you? I no, I didn't. I hated it. I'm I'm unzipping myself as well because it's warm in oh, this God. room. Oh God! I am naked as I write this. Are you? No. Oh, <laughs> I'm by a radiator though, so I'm happy. I haven't I, t- I haven't talked to you in ages. I don't like I don't I don't like going that long without talking to you. It's very weird. Mm. Um. I don't know if uh, I, I. It feels very much to me because you're the one holding the uh, gonk. That's not right. What is it? In Lord of the Flies, it's a gonk, isn't it? Conch. A conch. It's a shell, isn't it? A conch shell. Conch shell. Yeah. Oh, that makes more sense, doesn't it? Yes. Because yes. gonks are like those little troll things, aren't they? Yeah, and I, I think I think Lord of the Flies predates them. Oh no, that was because I think I uh, I think I did uh, tune out of Lord of the Flies a little bit when I realised that it wasn't historically accurate. But no, conches have existed for a really long time. That makes perfect oh, sense. Uh, at least a hundred years, yeah, if not more, maybe one hundred fifty. But a push. So because you have the conch in uh, in that a, uh, you are the one holding the controls of Mixler. Um, and that's as it should yes. be. Two, you seem not to have as confusing a computer setup at the moment, so you can maybe look at your computer and you're not as discombobulated. And linked, uh, linked to that, uh, with, with an asterisk, mm. I think. So asterisk slash footnote, uh, you seem to be more together on this particular recording occasion than I am. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah, yeah, well, yeah, um, you know, it's all good. It's um I'm I'm quite relaxed. I'm at home. It's nice and quiet. Everything is good. Everything is calm. It's very it's very pleasant and serene uh view in my particular neck of the woods. Although to be fair, I did think myself just before we started recording, oh chill out, I could do with going for a poo. So that could uh, add an interesting element to the, the recording. I went for a wee just before, didn't I? I, I you did, yes, and you told me about it. I panicked, told you at five minutes too, because I, I had loads yeah. of time to get ready because I'm, uh, the, um, I'm home alone with the boys. The boys are in bed. The dogs are in the other room and I'm trying not to think about how incontinent they are. And, um, cause they have the run of the rest of the mm-hmm. house and I'm out in the study and, um, I had to turn the heater on because it's quite good actually. Uh, I don't know if it's the heater. Or if it's the slippers I'm wearing, but my feet got really, really cold while I was wandering around the kitchen and uh, in here. They got really, really cold. They got so cold that I felt like they've never felt so cold. And then I just stopped being able to feel them all together, uh, which I'm assuming you should maybe. Uh... What? What? What should I maybe do? Well, well, no, I I paused because you hadn't finished your uh, stream of consciousness. I'm assuming they've just warmed up and it's fine. Because I don't normally, I can't normally feel my feet, or at least I, I don't normally, I'm not normally thinking about feeling my feet. So presumably I'm not consciously feeling my feet. So, um, and I can't feel them now, and it's fine. Hang on. Yeah, literally can't feel them at all. It's awesome. 
brilliant. It's all going swimmingly. Um, have you possibly? Um, you, you might also need to concede that it's it's age and your circulation's getting worse. Your body is slowly degenerating, Nick. Well, as you wind your way inexorably to the grave. Well, it's funny you should say that, James. This isn't like a normal show. This is like we're actually recording a podcast. Is it? Well, almost. I feel. I feel almost like uh, you can see thematic links coming a mile off, and we never normally bother with yeah. with that sort of thing. It normally just it's like no. I want to talk about my thing now. <laughs> not having not having eye contact is difficult. It's it's very strange. It's very difficult for me, and it's weird because I have trouble making eye contact uh, uh, generally. So I force myself to do it when when I'm actually talking mm. to someone in person. But um, this is why I don't really like phones. But I, it's a really different sort of energy. It does feel more performative to me. It's yes, it's weird. I guess. Um, yeah, definitely. And I guess I've done a couple of. So we've tried to. We have tried to do podcasts recently, haven't we? We. Um, oh, we've had a good go. Yeah. We are guesting. Uh, we are going to be guesting on a podcast together soon, and we're having a bit of trouble with the technology because Skype make it really difficult for podcasters. Um, uh, mm-hmm. every time they upgrade or update or whatever. And uh, I guessed it on a podcast recently, an actual proper, like, a comic book podcast that's actually aimed at people who like comics. Or... <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not fair. Like, that's aimed at traditional, like, people who are really into comics. So I think that we have issues. We We tend to be thinking mostly in terms of, okay, admittedly people a bit like us, but we don't really deep dive. We're not like we're recommending cool stuff that we think maybe people won't have, uh, won't have found on their own or won't, or won't bother looking at on their primarily own. Primarily because, primarily because we can't be bothered. Yeah. And we're not really in that ecosystem yeah. either of us, are we? We're not like, we're not paying. And we're lazy. We yeah, are yeah. lazy. No, that's absolutely it. We don't prepare or anything. And so I was on Fantasticast recently. And and so most of the podcasts I've been doing where I'm talking to other people have been more performative, if you see what I mean. I'm not it's not just me and you sat in a room being mates. Um it's no. been um So God, when was have we have we done a recording since the Twitter comic? I, I haven't uh, no, I haven't recorded anything since the Twitter comic. It's oh, really weird. And the strange thing is I'm I'm sat exactly where <laughs> I was. For pretty much the entire 24 hours of that, it's like I've never stopped. That's horrifying. <laughs> I keep. I've I, done all sorts since then. I am. Um, it feels both like a really long time ago and not that long ago. I am still uh, slicing together the like. I'm going through all of the audio, and we will release it. I promise. Uh, but it's uh, it's just um, it's just uh, I'm I'm working myself up to the quiz. Uh, mm-hmm. I, th- I think that might be the next bit of audio we're listening to, and that's uh, that's the point at which you and I both became our fullest arseholes. I oh, think, yeah. like, although to be to be fair, Mike's boyfriend Jesse was outrageously amusing during that. Yeah, and and I have a horrible feeling it will be utterly, utterly unlistenable. I think a lot of it probably w- will be. So, yeah, I think thinking about it. Although on that, on that, mm-hmm. on that, I I have made. Uh, arrangements for next year so oh. the sound quality for next year should and will be significantly better than it was for this year have you bought a full recording studio i i will have one very shortly yeah basically uh, that's exciting um thinking mm. thinking about it the quiz so it, it was noted so for the listener who it's very unlikely anyone listening to this um, doesn't know about the Twitter comic, but it's, uh, it's a, it's a thing that James, uh, James and John have arranged them in the past. Um, and it's, it's linked to our, the comic book podcast we do. Uh, but, um, it's really your kind of thing. And this year we did it for, uh, yours and David Wynn's thing, really. I think of you as the, we, uh, I get swapped out as your project spouse on that one, really. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so, uh, for the first half of it, when I was dropping in, because I was only dropping in on this one, I did kind of feel like our dynamic was very different. You were very in control. Um, I mean, you were chaotic as fuck. You didn't seem to know what you were doing, but you were quite. You seemed <laughs> you seemed quite commanding, and um, 
And, and you were a bit like, you were alpha mailing me a little bit, not in a bad way, but it was. Really? Yeah, no, in oh, a, no, it was, no, it was, it was nice. You were, you were looking at, you were looking around for someone that you could do it to. Now, I don't know what was going on. Basically, I think <laughs> I was in that because I walked into, you know, when you walk into a party and everyone else is more drunk than you? Yes. Well, I went into that. Everyone else was sort of in full flow when I turned up. And I'm used to being there at the beginning of a lot of these things that we do. And so I think maybe I just felt a little bit like, well, I'll just, I'll just sit here then sort of for a lot of it. And then it was noted that we'd completely shifted our dynamics around by the, by the morning when it all finished. Like you were being, Oh, absolutely. You were being, um, uh, like, uh, I was being your jokey whipping boy for the first. <laughs> Half when we were, and then by the end of it, I was just being horrible to you. And I think the quiz was where we turned around. I think that's when we oh. we intersected. What's well, that? Totally, because yeah. you, you you demolished my team completely. Um, but also, it has to be said from from I, I'd say one maybe two o'clock until we finished at ten o'clock in the morning. So sort of two o'clock in the morning till ten. That stretch. The only reason that we broadcast anything at all is because you were holding it <laughs> entirely on your shoulders. It's, I, I'd gone almost fully hysterical. The, um, if we ever get the broadcast again, the pizza incident. Yeah. But, I think we but, will. But that broke, that broke me so hard. I think, uh, yeah, and you were a lost soul after that point. And I'm much. I just, it was, it was the last sort of capacity I had for any, for anything that day went into getting enough money organised enough money to actually pay for the pizza that I'd foolishly gone ahead and ordered without telling anyone I just went ahead and did it yeah. and then panicked that he didn't have enough money almost immediately afterwards it was a, it was a hell of a moment <laughs> well and I think I'm um, <coughs> I think I'm generally because I don't sleep very much anyway and um i generally sort of white knuckle not white knuckle i feel like like from a sleep perspective i tend to operate at that point where you know you've worked your fingers to the bone metaphorically i'm like yeah i tend to not have had enough sleep most of the time but i struggle to actually go to sleep when i should it's not quite insomnia but it's sort of similar something is beeping yes yes insomnia i'd call that maybe it's insomnia i don't know um insomnia seems really organized a, a, a consistent a consistent inability to sleep correctly i'd say is insomnia i'm no doctor <laughs> at least not in a profession at least not in a professional capacity but um yeah I'd, I'd say that was insomnia yeah okay no that's fine maybe i'm an insomniac i don't know um uh, but i guess you definitely are i'm just I'm much more, I don't think I'm necessarily very good at, um, faking full it. Full stop. <laughs> I don't think, I don't think I'm necessarily very good, full stop. I don't think I'm necessarily very good at, uh, faking it when very, very tired, but I at least have a lot of experience doing it. So there were lots of points over the course of the night where I think everyone else was like, well, I'm knackered. And what I normally do when I'm knackered is I get knackered. And in my case, that's when I'm just starting to come alive. That's when I'm in my element. <laughs> but the quit, the quiz was like, it was like our two roles. Uh, th that was the only point where we were both approximate, like approximately the same status. I think. Yes. I think during the podcast, normally we jostle, like there's a, we're not really alpha characters anyway, but like during our normal podcasts, we maybe shift backwards and forwards a little bit between us, but it's sort of, we never really butt heads. But through most of the podcast, like you were the alpha in the the twenty four hour thing, you were the alpha in the for the first half, and then there was definitely a point during the quiz. And to be fair, I was not your competition during that quiz. David was the competitive one. It was Dave? Yeah. yeah, he's uh he's very competitive. But like you and I were both making stupid jokes. I think we'd decided. We were both going to be complete dicks to Michael Georgiou, who was comparing the thing. So, to be to be to be fair, I think it was essentially Steve versus Dave. Yeah, I think with so. you and I dicking about. Yeah, there was definitely an element of that. So, um, and that was like 
we, in, it, from a status perspective, we were like two trains who it, it seemed like if you squinted, we were on a collision course at some point. And what happened during the quiz was we were actually just passing by each other really in slow motion. It turned out we were on two separate tracks, but at the same level, we were just kind of waving at each other saying, yeah, uh, we're both douchebags. It's cool. But I guess we, I guess we had, I guess we had Michael George. This analogy just doesn't, none of it. I don't even know what my point was. My point was I wanted to talk about entropy, but I don't want to talk about entropy. I'm just obsessed with fucking entropy at the moment. I'm obsessed with it. It's, it's a, it's a second, it's a second entropy rather than entropy. Oh, which is uh, the the second law of thermodynamics, isn't isn't it the uh, the tendency of things um, to uh, decay? Yes, that's exactly it. Uh, that's exactly both, it. And both describe decay, don't they? Uh, I need to I need to look it up now because I don't think I realised there were two different words. Entropy. Hang on, this is an entropy. Oh, you know. I think I just thought I was mispronouncing it all that time. Entropy, <laughs> showing results for entropy, a thermodynamic quantity representing the unavailability of a system. So blah, 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 blah. Lack of order or predictability, gradual decline into disorder. That's what it says. I'm just going to see what it says for entropy. Which, which everything in nature tendies, tendies, tends towards. Yes. So everything in nature tends towards disorder. Ah, this is interesting. So, entropy is a measure of the amount of energy in a system that is available for doing work. Entropy increases as matter and energy. No, you see, that's still entropy. The Urban Dictionary says, entropy is the balance between entropy, law of randomization and a possible negative outcome, and extropy, law of... law of... Oh, God, I'm having to go to Urban Dictionary. I, I prayed never to do this again. Should have done this before I started reading it. Scotty, look it up. Look it up, Scotty, Scotty. Is, is that a reference to a, a Kevin Smith podcast? It's Comedy Bang Bang. Oh, Scott Aukerman. Yeah, I Scotty, look it up. Should have guessed that. Um, an extra P. I think that is my new... I, I, know, I know I'm really late to the to the game, but that, that is kind of my favourite podcast at the moment. I um, I haven't listened to it in a really long while. I, it's one of the ones I love that, it. Do you? You love it. You just you're gonna cut me off. Just say. See, I love normally it. if we're face to face, you just crash. You just crash <laughs> on during my little my little mini interruptions to say words. But here you actually stop and give me time, and I, I don't know what to do with it. Well, because normally when I'm looking at your face, uh, I can tell that yeah. nothing of value is going to come out of that mouth. Like, well, I'm, I think I I do a smirk. Yeah. So it's and not. I think you, yeah, it's you not see all the time. Smoke and you think, oh, I just look he's at you. Fuckhead again. Your cold, dead shark eyes, and I'm thinking, <laughs> he's not. This isn't going to be his best self. I'm getting, I'm getting coming out of the front of his face at this point, so I can just ignore it. Um, I reckon, I reckon maybe on a half a dozen occasions on podcasts, you've had my best self. <laughs> That's pushing it. <laughs> so. Um, an extra P, law of steady incline at a reoccurring increment. It is the balance between light and dark of which we all reside. Fucking hell, that's Urban Dictionary. Normally mm. it's just people saying, uh, what, it's what social justice fag lords say to each other or something like that. But actually that was quite useful. All right, Still don't really snowflake. Understand. Yeah, snowflake, white and fragile, that's me. Is that you laughing or do you have a cold? I can't, I can't tell. Do you know, I was thinking you're very nasally, so either you've got a bit of a cold or you've got a cocaine habit. I've got a bit of a cold. I've had a bit of a cold for a couple of weeks. I do not know. (laughs) I do not know what the fuck is going on, basically. Um, and it's come at sort of, uh, the worst time. Uh, well, no, that's not true. Because really any time this year could have been the worst time in this context because it just feels like, um, the centre cannot hold. Everything is falling. You know, I have a natural uh, inclination to think in terms of entropy and to think about it an awful lot. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, I've, and we're talking about decay here, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and and so 
the stuff that's going on in our society at the moment and in American society, which I tend to think of, even though we're very different from America and our racism is very different from America's, we're better at it. We can be racist against white people. Uh, Americans haven't <laughs> quite nailed that yet. So, um, the, uh, the, uh, I, I'm thinking about entropy an awful lot, but I've started really seeing it as, I've always thought about this too much anyway, just in terms of, uh, for example, Amy and I, we aren't, um, we're slobs, basically. She's more delightful than I am, but we're basically slobs. We aren't, we aren't the sort of people who clear up after ourselves um, as much as grown-ups are supposed to. And, uh, and so, and, and that's weird because that really tweaks at my mental health stuff, but not to the point where I actually start doing anything about it. Mm. But it's something I really notice. So, like, every time a plate goes down on the side and it isn't in the right place that makes it easier to wash up or anything like that, you know, because they, when they get strewn all over the place, it gets more difficult to gather them together to wash them up in the right order. And, uh, man, I sound really far gone. You know, there's a, that isn't, that isn't a, a mental health thing. There is a right order in I which t- to I wash things up. I tell you what up. it sounds like. It sounds like a missing verse from turn, turn, turn. Does it? Okay, good. Yeah. So how would that go, Improv King? Uh, Sometimes there is a time to scatter dishes. Sometimes there is a time to gather them together. Turn, turn, turn. I don't think we were talking about the same song. Uh, no, I, I just got the... Um, turn, turn, turn. Some, sometimes there's scatter dishes. Sometimes gather dishes together. To everything, turn, 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 etc. Does it not go to every season, turn, turn, turn? No, to everything, turn, 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 there is a season, turn, turn, To everything, turn, turn, turn. That, like that? Yeah. Because how are you doing it? To everything, turn, turn, turn. Oh, you're. I think we're doing it at the same tempo. You're just putting the, oh, that's quite nice. We should do that together. To everything, turn, turn. I'm just doing it your way. Rubbish. I'm just doing it your way. I'm just doing it the bird's way. Oh, my goodness. No, I don't think that's how the birds did it. I'm certain that isn't how the birds did it. No, they definitely did. I thought it was all blokes anyway. Well. Sorry, that's terrible. But yeah, so entropy. So I think about it too much anyway. And... What I've been thinking uh, recently is, um, and obviously I know that there's a danger. This is exactly what Amy was worried about when I started talking about going for my uh, for that autism assessment. That that mm. um, that 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 basically came back negative, and because mm. it's me, I've decided that means I'm definitely autistic. Mm. <laughs> but no, so definitely is that is that I'm going to start seeing like that I'm going to become really preoccupied with with the condition. And like, it's at this point, I still feel that it's like, well, it's not, this isn't really about the condition. This is basically about me. I'm not reading up loads about the condition, but I'm thinking a lot about how I process things. And for me, I think the entropy thing is I'm like, because it's not, it's not actually my job at work to create systems. My job at work is to train people in how to use things. But uh, in doing that, uh, in every job I've ever done, I've ended up finding like, or creating organizational systems that make workflow easier for me or, or mm. for people that just make sense to me that like compartmentalize things. See, it's one of the few places where the sort of ridiculous emotional compartmentalizing I do, it actually makes sense to do it when you're, <laughs> you're allocating yeah. compute systems and tasks and stuff like that. Um, and so I'm very focused on patterns, but not in a way that's useful. Like, like, I'm clearly not that autistic. I'm not the sort of autistic where, okay, I can't really make friends or anything, but I'm really, really good at drawing thing places that I've only seen once, right? I don't have a talent, necessarily. So not a useful autistic not, person. Not a useful autistic person. But, um, but I, I have always been very focused in pattern, not focused on patterns in a way that meant I was good at science or, or anything like that, you know, or, or, or programming or anything like that. But just in my day to day life, I'm very focused on, uh, uh, patterns and systems and the the reason I'm very preoccupied with entropy is that's 
I think we as humans, and I'm definitely very guilty of this, but I think we do this whenever we, we like, our idealists tend to pick a, a, a system or societal system that they're really into. Uh, like, uh, you're what? You're a fanboy for socialism. Is that right? Which is it? Yes. Your, yeah. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and other people really dig on capitalism and stuff. They wear the t-shirts and everything. Um, Not that and, my opinion's more nuanced than that, but let's say that's right. I know. Obviously, there's nuance, but like people have a way of uh, like, there's a system that makes sense to them that would be the best thing for all people, or at least the best thing for the people they care about in some situations and stuff like that. And we tend to get to that point, and we uh, we think when that's and that would be perfect, and like that's what I'll I'll have a way of thinking things should work. And I'll do my best to implement those things. And then what I tend to forget about is that that isn't good enough in a living system because entropy impacts on everything. You can't just, mm-hmm. you can't just create a system, not really explain to anyone why it's good that they do the maintenance on it and expect that system to hold together. Eventually, uh, in a society, you'll get people who are like, well, I don't understand why we're sharing all of this stuff with each other. Or whatever. It was never really explained to me. I want more stuff. Uh, it doesn't make sense that I'm working harder than those other people. And then they'll get resentful or, or you get like, um, maybe in a capitalist system, it's like, well, I don't understand why we have to treat the people who are making our food, uh, uh, better. They're not going to piss in my food just because I treated them badly or anything like that. Why would they? It doesn't make sense. But like, uh, and even just in the systems that like the day to day systems I deal with, the place where I start to get frustrated about things or I start not being able to focus on them is uh, like uh, not focus on them, not be able to cope with them. I get frustrated with them is the point at which I know they're going to start decaying, like either because too many people, like more people are starting to use them and I can't explain to enough people how they should be using them or just, or just you'll lose track. And that's in a household situation. That's like, I can put the effort in at a weekend to clean a house up. And I know intellectually that, like, if you just sweep up once a day or every couple of days, it's a much easier job. If you just do the dishes every night, it's a much easier job, all of that stuff. Even though I know that intellectually, it's actually maintaining those systems that that starts to... It's the bit that really, like, that's the bit I'm really focused on. It's like, I can't... The fact that systems can't just maintain themselves stresses me out. Do you see what I mean? See, it, no, absolutely. It's when your OCDs push you to complete tasks you might not otherwise. I, the very reason I do the washing up all the time is because I can't bear seeing washing up. I mean, it drives me crazy. See, that I, seems I, like a more useful mental health thing than any of mine. Yeah, no, absolutely. But but it but it's it's still coming from a lazy place, whereas it's the avoidance of future work. Yeah. So I'm doing a small amount of work now. To avoid a larger amount of work in the in the not too distant future, I can't. I'm just endlessly frustrated that if I did that, just setting it all up properly in the first place wasn't enough. And so I'm very I'm very fixated on that. And like, yeah, um, but I I I found that I had to be like that because my frustrations would boil out into unreasonable behaviour. Yeah. So I'd be frustrated that someone else wasn't doing it, and the someone else in my house is Nicola. Hmm. Now, why the hell should Nicola be doing these tasks? It's not fair on her if my irritation with the tasks not being done isn't isn't um, uh, ending up in me completing them myself. It's ending up in me becoming resentful that someone isn't doing them for me. That's not fair. So I kind of have to force myself to do them. Otherwise, I know that I'll turn into an unreasonable human being and I don't want to be that guy. Yeah. Yeah, you're doing a lot of work on yourself these days. I'm trying really hard, yeah. See, um, I, I had another realize, and again, I always say that I always, it's easy to see these as a narrative thing where you have a realization. And every time I say it, I'm like, but obviously I'm a smart guy. I've realized this before and then willfully forgotten it. Uh, and what I, what I realized this week is that, uh, while listening to Harmontown, and it was a really good one this week, uh, Erin McGaffey was on it. And it wasn't yeah, weird. Yeah, so I haven't heard it yet. I'm looking it's, forward to hearing it. It's really good. She's lovely, and I've really missed her on that. Um, not mm. again, not enough that I've gone and listened to her podcast uh, regularly. <laughs> but um, 
Yeah, I've really missed her. But it's, um, yeah, I realised that I, not in the way you might think, not in the way I think people do, but I definitely get a certain amount of validation from the way Dan Harmon lives his life. Um, I don't mean it's okay for me to sometimes be a bit of a crashing, uh, reckless, emotionally reckless asshole because I, because I see him doing it or like, um, or, you know, I, I don't use the way he drinks as an excuse for me to drink. But when he start, there's a moment on the uh, most recent one where he's talking about his health, like his fitness, mm. um, and how, uh, exercise averse he is and I realised that at some point in the back of my head I've been thinking well I don't treat my body as badly as Dan Harmon treats his body <laughs> and he seems fine <laughs> so and that's definitely been a thing um, that, that I've oh, kind I, of I used to I used to play a game with Nicola uh, I don't think she realised it was a game and I'll be honest with you I'm not sure I did either um, and it was when we were watching television. It was the "Am I fatter than that guy?" Ga- uh, game, <laughs> and and I'd I'd look at people that inside my head I was judging as being very fat and disgusting, and I'd say to Nicola, "Am I fatter than that guy?" And as long as she said no, then I'd feel better about myself. <laughs> of course, what the fuck is she going to say? That's yeah. That's oh just... yes, dear, you're definitely fatter than that guy. She's very nice, and she wants to sugar the pill of my fatness well i mean she is very nice fair, sugar, sugar pills might be half the reason i'm this size as it is <laughs> she she is very nice but on the other hand uh, if if she was just um thinking in terms of self-preservation mm. uh uh being kind to you about that stuff would also be a good idea wouldn't oh, it Oh god i'm pretty sure that f- like at least 70 or 80 percent of of Nicola's relationship with me is her self-preservation, just trying <laughs> not to trigger the massive friggin' whinging man-baby that she lives with. I feel so sorry for her. I mean, my her relationship with me comes so preloaded with uh, shards of broken glass you have to tiptoe around. I um, I've been, I've been putting a lot of hours in at work mm-hmm. recently, so um, I worked um. Monday, Monday to Saturday, worked on Saturday and just had Sunday off of work today as well. And, and I've been doing longer hours. So starting work before seven and then finishing whenever I get finished. So I've had to put some time in recently and I'm still really enjoying it. Don't get me wrong. But I remember I woke up on Sunday morning and Nicola had questions she needed to ask me to get a task started. Mm-hmm. And just the look in her eyes of terror of not knowing what human being had woken up, hmm. whether I was going to be in one of my completely irrational um, headspaces or whether I was going to be, you know, easy to talk to. It's, I genuinely feel guilty about that level of unpredictability that I provide her with. It's awful. Yeah, you are pretty bad. No, I really can be. I, I could be quite ashamed of myself, dude. Well, I was just, there was a point there where I was like, uh, the only line that was available to me would have been, <laughs> we're borderline emotionally abusive husbands and we can't even help it. <laughs> yeah. We're awful. No. It's hilarious. Yeah. Um, no, but it's, <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, did we stop doing these so regularly because they're depressing? <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. I mean, no. How, uh, how, um, how is Scarlet? This is a podcast about, uh, about, uh, being parents. But I haven't finished talking about me. Haven't you? Okay, carry on. That's what the name of this podcast should have been. (laughs) That is what the name of this podcast should have been, but I haven't stopped talking about me. Uh, Scarlet's grand. She went to Beavers tonight, which gave Nicola and I an opportunity to go off and explore retail opportunities, which was very pleasant. Um, Are the Beavers nice? Yeah, she enjoys it a great deal. Um, yeah, it's good. And I don't think, uh, from what I can make out, um, the leader of that group's going to go to prison anytime soon <laughs> for inappropriate relationships with anyone who's involved in the troop, which is good. Um, makes it quite unlike my experience. Oh. Uh, I, when I was in the Cubs, my uh, the Arcala of my Cub pack 
um, was uh, sentenced to a, cust- a custodial sentence um, for having uh, sexual intercourse with scouts. Oh, but not and, you, though. Um, we, we have spoken about this before because I remember very clearly it not really being spoken about. Certainly didn't make the local news. Mm. Not sure that it made the newspaper. And you compare now to then, um, the the world's a very different place, isn't it? Thankfully, because people speak out, it's a good thing. I think it depends on if you're in the uh, in the circle or not. To be honest, actually, I, te- I tell you, someone made a really interesting point about you know the um, the current um, uh, story that's running about the the footballers and the uh, child abuse in football. Ah. And um, Dan, who's been on this podcast, one of our few guests on this podcast, made a very interesting point saying that he'd read an awful lot about the footballers who'd come out speaking about the abuse that they'd suffered. Mm -hmm. Uh, But in all of the coverage, all of the online chat, he hadn't heard anyone question the validity of their um, accusations, quite rightly, Hmm. because you support victims. But he wondered aloud how different that might have been were they not men. And how we seem more prepared to believe male victims of abuse than we are female victims of abuse. And it's part of our social conditioning. I think, you know, it's multi-layered, but I think maybe part of it comes down to, you know, oh, it's so much harder to speak out as a man, so they must be telling the truth. But also down to the social conditioning that women are unreliable and potentially liars. Yeah, it, and it it's it really got me thinking to how actually I think maybe it would have been very different if it was um, female or it's almost said females never trust a man who says females females. Um, I just there's something insidious about that, isn't it? Um, well, I think so, but then I think the dad in Friday Night Dinner is generally well-meaning, so. And he yeah, says but that. he's he's probably sort of sexist on a really unconscious level. Like this guy yeah. I work with, yeah. who isn't overtly sexist. He doesn't he doesn't actively hate women. Yeah, but he calls everyone darling. All right, darling, and and speaks sort of. Actually, he made a generalisation about women today, and I did have to say no. Sorry, I think that's sexist. What did oh, he say? I, 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 frustratingly, I can't remember because it was 10 to 7 this morning oh. and I was still furious that I was at work. <laughs> um, can they call it maybe something other than beavers? Um, well, they were going to call it lovely big vaginas, but apparently they weren't, they weren't allowed to do that. That's just, oh, okay. So that's actually what they were going for. Good. Because, yeah. um, th- before you made the, uh, joke about a person who, um, has a duty of care of your daughter, thankfully yeah. not being, uh, uh, hopefully not being a sex pest. I've met him, um, he seems ever so nice, which yeah. is what I'll say to self today. So, <laughs> so before you uh, did that, I was uh, circling around uh, the uh, a nice beavers joke, um, but couldn't work out a way to make it land or if it was appropriate. I think maybe no, this good, is... because beavers is also a word for um, vagina, isn't it? It's a word we use to... Yeah, I think... Um, talking a mildly derogatory way about a woman's vagina i don't which is funny because it's the best place you and i will ever be yet you know we're happy to talk about them like that i don't think i have uh growing concerns about right so okay there's a word that we never use on this podcast and we never will it's right, the C word. It's the C word. It, it's it's the it's the part of Scunthorpe that makes it such a fun word to write. And every like I, I like I like the word. I like that it's there. I like that it's mm. strong and still somewhat shocking. Um, but every time I use it, especially when I write it down, I'm very aware that there is still the problem when you're using a a, a, a word that is also used for. Um, uh, genitalia especially female genitalia as a derogatory then there is a potentially there's a misogynistic frizzon to it yeah it's one of those words i'm really careful with i will sometimes describe myself as it hmm. 
I will never describe a woman as it. Uh, I try to use it as infrequently as yeah. I can. I don't like using it. It makes me uncomfortable because I don't think it's... It, it, it's becoming a bit like um, the N-word in so much as I don't think it's a guy's... It's a word that a guy doesn't have a right to say. Oh, yeah, in a I weird see. way. Um, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm really, you know, I have, I'm not squeamish about like, about language per se, but, you know, I, just like with the N word, I don't mind if I hear someone, you know, a person of colour or a black person say, say that word, but I'll never say it. And it's like the C word as well. It's like, it's cool for women to say it all they like, but I think it's, uh, it's somehow more ugly and divisive in a man's mouth. Yeah. Yay! In a, in a, um, I don't think it's I don't think it's pronounced per se. I think it's uh, pussy. I think you were calling me a pussy. Oh, I'd like to grab you by the per se. Yeah. So, but the, the my problem with uh, that frisson of um, that uncomfortable tang of misogyny mm. around the c word is that this year I found myself using it, especially on Facebook, more and mm. more often. Like. I can't get through. I, it, it, what make, it was what makes it impossible for me to um, share or talk to you too much on Facebook because of the family thing. Oh, you see, um, I can't uh, get through most news broadcasts at the moment without shouting it at the, at someone on the screen. It's, it's nice it's, that you've joined the rest of us because that's how I've been perpetually, you know, pretty much since I was old enough to have a political opinion that the news makes me want to scream and shout. I've normally... And, I've and, I'm, not... and I'm glad it's t- it's taken essentially the beginning of the fall of Western civilization for you to... Oh, to no, you're us. definitely you're definitely more woke than me, James, if that's what you're getting at. Yeah, you're... No, I'm not. No, I'm you're definitely, definitely more woke. angry and, like, prescient than I am. That's... that's... Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> but... But, no, oh, bless, I mean, bless you. Have I hurt your feelings? <laughs> but I'm, I'm, no, not at all. I'm um, fucking snowflake. I'm, uh, I've, I've told you that I've told you that I've decided I'm totally going to use that just specifically just to talk to fragile white people. Yeah, and um, I said that on Twitter, and a comic creator, one who I like, so I didn't argue with them too much mm. because there was just a point at which, while I feel like you do have to call people out on stuff now more than ever um and the micro stuff like the silly little racist not it's not so much the overt racism but the apology apologizing for racism stuff that i really think we mm. need to be on top of at the moment but there was a point at which i figured yeah this guy has probably come about as far as he's going to at this particular point like he's probably um the he was basically i said i'm going to call uh i'm i'm going to use snowflakes it's a thing that right wing uh people and alt right people and um and uh gamer gators and people like that they like to use it to describe social justice warriors and the like don't they they mm. they like to say that we want safe spaces and we're snowflakes and stuff like that and i'm like no, I'm just going to use it to describe them. I'm just going to use it to describe white, fragile people. And someone You're came... reclaiming it. I am. Well, not really reclaiming it, because it never made sense applied to people who are just angry. Like, being angry isn't about being mm. fragile. Like, it's about, like, being angry. It's a different thing. Um, I, I don't, I mean, I can't prove that scientifically. <laughs> it just fe- <laughs> feels like it can't possibly be. Um, we're so, post-fact, Nick, so it doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah, yeah, so it doesn't really it matter. But, um, so I said that, and someone who I'd been talking to up to that point, uh, who I do like, like I said, I do like them, but they said, uh, they don't think that's very helpful, uh, because it's, um, an epithet. And I was like, well, I don't think it is, but I don't really have a problem with it. And they said, well, it's a racially charged epithet to call a white person snowflake. And I was like, <laughs> no, it fucking isn't. Mm. Like, it's, I never used to really believe this four or five years ago, but that idea that it is actually like, okay, from the, from the point of view that language, uh, definitely it, it, it means, it means sort of, uh, 
almost concrete or definitive things and it also means colloquial things and it can mean both of those things at once yeah so there, there was a point in the past where i just could not i could not process the idea that it's impossible to be racist to white people because it's like no, you can't be racist to white no, people exactly my, because yeah. because if if you're in power you you can't yeah because it's about power so yeah. that, that's that's exactly right but like at the at the same time the sort of slightly the pattern recognitiony part of my brain that sort of understands what words means and stuff like that is is like well but it is true from a sort of a uh like a definitive use of language perspective it is true that anything negative you say about someone that is specifically related to the race that they are is is racist by the strict definition of what that word means but in the actual sense that everybody uses it all the time because let's not pretend that anyone's using words fucking properly anymore anyway in the colloquial sense or in the informal sense that everyone's talking in all the time um no you can't you can't be racist to the people who are in power just like you can't really be sexist to men you know, you absolutely can be sexist to men. It is possible to make uh, broad prejudice judgments against men based on what you've seen other men doing and stuff like that. Mm. But the truth is, the truth is that the power dynamic there means that, like, yeah, it's not the same sort of sexism. It doesn't really count. It isn't what we're talking about when we use yeah. the term misogyny. We're talking about hating women. Um, which is where a lot of sexism, like uh, male sexism towards women comes from, or where female sexism towards women comes from. Um, whereas an awful lot of the nasty things that people say about men, where they're generalising, uh, don't come from hatred, they come from bitter experience. <laughs> so, yeah. um, but so I, I do understand where people are coming from when they're like that, when they when they say stuff like that, because I did used to feel that way myself when I was feeling a bit more robotic about a lot of these before issues. You, before you were woke. Yeah, before I was woke, obviously, because I don't I don't think a person can say that about themselves. But uh, I am taking well, I, you... I said it for you. Yeah, I'm taking you, a pasty straight white dude, telling me... Yeah. That, well, mostly straight white dude. Mate, it's always December. That, of course I'm pasty. Yeah, yeah, okay. I mean, all right, Snowflake, calm it down. Um, Don't get all white and fragile on me, like literally white and fragile on me. Um, I am a beautiful but, crystalline, unique ice formation. Well, yeah, I mean, own it, you know. <laughs> but a beautiful um, and unique. But um, I uh, did. Uh, uh, I can't remember what my point was. I ended up back. I did. I didn't pursue it because I figured, yeah, this guy's already. It, it, everyone is like roughly fifty percent um, uh, 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 flexible read. And fifty percent uh uh brittle, dried out bamboo stick sort of thing, and I figured this guy had maybe bent as much as he was going to the the uh um this I, year I has already I been love, a shock love, for a lot of people I love the way that the 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 fragile thing you went for is a substance noted for its flexibility. <laughs> What did I say? Bamboo? Bamboo. Bamboo no. noted for its flexibility. Listen, man. You went listen. for brittle. I said dried out brittle bamboo. There Which is, is such still a thing. more flexible than, say, a freezing cold pane of glass. Well, yeah, but I mean, that doesn't like work with the flexible reed thing, does it? That no, doesn't you, even make sense. The, no, the reed is one extreme. Right. You want, the, you want something fragile on the other. So, uh, an eggshell. Or like a, a dandelion, uh, like a, what yes, are those puffballs? A, puff a dandelion when it's about to go to, when it's gone to seed. Absolutely. Yeah. No, that's a better one. That's I should very have said fragile. That. It's a beautifully poetic image as well. I'm, I'm making loads of bad noise. I still it's haven't fine. this down, have I? I? I don't think you can. I think you're saying some very valuable things. <coughs> oh, that was me making a bad noise. Um. But no, I mean, but like I was thinking specifically, the reason I said that is I was thinking specifically of the uh, bamboo sticks that I use for to grow tomato plants on that I brought with me from the, the previous house. I leave them out far too long over the winter and then they dry out and they become very brittle indeed, James. They become very brittle indeed. I bet they're still indeed. more flexible than a great many things. Well, they're more flexible than me at my True. age. With all the True. entropy coursing through my system, 
Nick, you, you, I think you should be looking to um, bring this to a close at some point because it's getting quite close to my uh, my hard out. You've got a hard out? Y- yeah, always. Nine o'clock is my hard out, really. All right. Well, the good I news take, is... I take drugs, don't I? Yeah. The good news is that um, th- we can probably take uh, me bringing it back round to entropy uh, coursing through my body... Uh, to as as a sort of a thematic, yeah, we can start saying our goodbyes, and it's fine. I'll cut it together yeah, like definitely. we aren't assholes. No, I, yeah, no, I had a great time being a best man. Thank you for asking me about it. I, that was weeks ago, wasn't it? Let's go. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure we can always edit out the half now we devoted to the Twitter comic. I mean, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to do these once a week, aren't we? Nobody's we really nobody's listening to this one live. No, so, no, and they weren't really given time, but we were, we're going to yeah. do them live, uh, on the other 10% live Mixler page. Yes. So, and we'll advertise the next one and we can talk yeah. about, uh, you, we can talk about your best man, um, situation there. Cause that, that really bumped up against some mental health stuff, which was a lot of fun. Yeah. I want to, uh, I want to hear about that. Cool. I want to hear about how, how, um, uncomfortable uh, and excruciating it was for you. Um, at times it really was, but yeah, we're, uh... <laughs> and we'll and and there'll be there'll be plenty of time because we're going to do this regularly. This yes. hasn't been an uncomfortable um, or unpleasant experience for either of us. So it's been nice. I, I think it's been quite nice, hasn't it? Um, yeah. We didn't really talk about the the the, the our kit. We we mentioned beavers, and then we immediately started talking about child molesters. Yeah, I think we might be damaged. No shit. So, uh, this is a podcast about parenting. You can talk to me. I'm talking to you now, listener, not James. He knows all this stuff. You can talk to the podcast on Twitter at 2GM Pod. You can talk to James. Yeah, I'm at James Mom on Twitter or uh, James Gilly on Facebook. And uh, I'm Nick Sight on Twitter, N I X S O G H T, and Nicholas Papaconstantino on Facebook. There's no reason for you to talk to me on Facebook. Honestly, I'm more insufferable there than I am on any of these podcasts. Oh, great. And that's fucking saying something. And, mm. um, the. Although, I mean, if you wish to read at length about Nick's search for a new media player, I recommend <laughs> Facebook, um, a great deal. I, you didn't, br- you didn't bring up my heart wrenching story about the autism assessment the other week. <laughs> you probably didn't read it. No, I anyway. just, I, yeah, go on. So, uh, you can also listen to all of our previous episodes at twogrownmen.net. That's the number two, but grown men, uh, is all one word and then .net or at your podcatcher of choice. Please do rate and review us, review us if you're using a podcatcher. We have a Patreon. It's at patreon.com forward slash TOTP. Um, you can still give money to the, uh, Twitter comic, f- uh, fundraiser for Mind. Uh, that's at justgiving.com forward slash WHI. And um, I think that's it, isn't it? Is that all the yeah. admin? That's it. We'll go. Let's go. Okay. I'm going to play I'm gonna play theme tune again okay. uh, to end the broadcast. I'll, I'll be so, back in a sec. So we'll just go quiet then. Mm-hmm.